So you might be in trouble today. I might be in trouble? Yep, sitting next to me. What the hell does that mean? Well, I've decided to do some healthy things. Like? Because I need to do healthy things, but I don't want to do, I don't want to exercise, and I don't want to eat right. So I got to come up with other things that will be healthy. Okay. So what I'm doing now is once a week, I'm eating a clove of garlic. Because it's good for you, and it's healthy, and I'm Italian, so it works. And I think I'm going to get a lot of benefits of that, and I like the way it tastes. But today was the one day a week. And every time I have a clove of garlic, Carmen says, like, it just exudes from my pores. <laughs> like, you can just smell it. You had me worried for a second. Like, I thought you were going to tell me, like, you ate something before, and you're going to be breaking wind the whole time tonight. <laughs> no, I'm like, not, I was waiting no, for no, something like no, that. I'm not doing a cleanse. But actually, you know what? Eating garlic is a cleanse. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not doing a cleanse. Drink all the other crap on top of what you normally eat. Your normal diet. Well, that's what I said. I don't feel like I don't want to. I don't want to eat right or or exercise. I just want. To, I want to do other. But things. But you have to I, do one of. You should do one. No, of no, those no. Two I, don't, I don't got to do any. I don't got to do anything except, except like mentally want to do something, and that'll get the benefit of that. But then I should actually do something anyway. Do actual something physical. Do one physical change. You know, if anything, that would have been a New Year's resolution. Do one thing this year that's healthy. And then, you know what? Eating a clove of garlic once a week fits the bill. We'll see how that works out. But it is to the detriment of most of the people around me, because I'm telling you, it's just like, Carmen says, Carmen <laughs> just, says, just breathe that way. Carmen says, you son of a bitch, you gotta eat garlic. Eat it in the morning before you go to work. Hey everybody, welcome back to the channel of Goody Johnny Mo with the Movies. Tonight we're doing episode 62, and for this episode we are doing Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the sequel to the original Shazam! film from a couple years ago. Was the original Shazam! film just called Shazam? Correct. With an exclamation point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a returning cast for the most part from uh, just about everyone that we had in the first film. Oh yeah. Uh, directed by David Sandberg again. Mm-hmm. And this will be spoiler heavy, although it's been a couple of weeks since the movie's uh, debuted. So um, everybody should have seen. Everyone it. should have seen it for the sh small crowd that did go to the movies yeah, to I mean, see this. Yeah. But first, our drinks. Drinks of the night. Go ahead. Uh, I am drinking a um, uh, German beer called Hofbrau. Um, and I got it. Um, like I got it at the beer distributor. Right. On tap. Yep. In one of their little growlers, so they had like you know like the. The, the taps behind the counter, and they filled up my mini growler. With Which is it. the first, because typically you don't do that. I almost never do that, but I have I have a large growler thing, like like the almost looks like like the like a jug. Yeah, and then I have a smaller one that just like a little screw cap container. It's like you know it's a little, little smaller, and um, I've had both of them, and I can't tell you how many times I've had to keep my wife from throwing them out or recycling them, <laughs> and I'm like she's like well you don't use. Them. I said well but I want to use one. I have them. I don't want to. Have to go out and buy a new one because they charge you for. Yeah, if you they charge one. you to buy it, buy it first, and then you know. Then Otherwise, you, get, you just charge it for the beer. Yeah, then you just get the refill. So, right. so yeah, so I I did it for Easter, and I filled, and they had half brow, and I'm like, oh, I said like that's not even a, that's like a no brow. Like I already know, I already know I like right. that. Yep. So like you know they usually they put things that they want people to try a little less common, but I was like, yeah, I'll just get that. He's like, you want to try it first? I'm like, no, 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 I know it's good. And of course, I brought it home, put it in the cooler, and forgot about it completely for like two weeks. Until tonight. And then I said, oh, oh, oh I'm going to get my half brow on. 
Uh, tonight I am drinking, this is my last holiday winter ale, um, no, holiday white ale from uh, Sam Adams. Sam I had Adams. Uh, one final bottle left that was stuck in the back of the fridge for the last probably two months it's been sitting there. And yeah, I'm going to finish this off tonight. Yeah, and my beer didn't get skunked being out in the cooler for like a week. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, cheers. Cheers. To you. Cheers to everyone. Thanks for watching and tuning in. Thanks for everyone. You know, my, you know, my goal, my hope is that everybody watching our episode is drinking a beer while they're doing drinking it. something. Drinking I would, some, I would hope know, that like, like you're you're doing this with us. Like sit down with us, listen to our nonsense, have a beer at home while you're watching us. You yeah. know, and like you know, and we're, now we're all drinking. Like you know, I, beer, glass of wine, mixed drink. Just, I can just I can tell you right now when I'm home watching our episode, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, when you're rewatching what we filmed, I love watching them because I forget half the stuff I said. One day, I, one day, like ten years from now, I'm just gonna binge watch them all and start from the beginning because it's gonna be like, oh my god, who are these guys? These guys are great. Oh wait, but that's me. Like, you know, you know, it's you, you forget. You forget. Of course, you, just, you do. So we'll always have this. Uh, so with that, okay, let's so, let's get into this. So um, I always call this movie Wrath of the Gods. But it's not. It's Fury of the Gods. I I, yeah. I even wrote it down in one of my books. You went to the movie, saw Shazam, Wrath of the Gods. And then I was like, no, that's not it. It's Fury of the Gods. But yeah. Um, I think the most important thing about this movie is that isn't this the last movie in the DCU before nope. the start of the new DCU? No, that is not true. There are still um, two, if not three other films. So the next really yeah the next big one is actually um, the Flash. I thought that was like the transition. Uh, we we don't. Mm, I don't we know don't, enough about Aquaman two yet. We don't know for sure. Oh, so oh. Aquaman two could take place before the Flash film, so even though it's being released after. Okay, so there's Aquaman two. Okay. So I mean, the Flash film for for the most part of what we're all thinking of is going to be some type of Flashpoint movie. Uh, we're still. It's supposed to be actually being debuted at a uh, film festival, I think, coming up this weekend or next. Uh, yeah, I think maybe this weekend. This weekend or next weekend. And then it's getting released, I think, in June. Um, the next film after that, there's this film over the summer, the Blue Beetle movie. And that's current. that'll be in the current DCU? Now, the, that's where I'm not sure. I don't know if it's if this is going to be a one and done or Actually, if this is going to be part of the new DCU. It should be. Shouldn't it be DCCU? DC Comics, Cinematic Cinematic Universe. I think they're just saying DCU. D DC Universe. And the D stands for DC. Okay. Yeah. I that's, mean it rolls off the tongue better for sure. Yeah, I think that's I think that's why they're gonna go you with know, that. But like MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe. DC. I can't rem- I can't remember if James Gunn was asked about that yet if the new Blue Beetle movie is actually involved. I'm gonna say no because it's they're still saying that Superman legacy is the first film of the DCU that's um, kicking this off. Okay. And that's getting kicked off in July of 2025. For the Okay, for the new the new DCU. Right. And then the final film of this year is going to be in December and that's the second Aquaman movie. I mean, not for nothing. I'm I think I'm looking forward to the Flashpoint for the yes, Flash movie. I am. I'm I think I'm looking forward to the Aquaman movie. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know that I really care too much about <clears throat> the Blue Beetle. I mean, Blue movie. Beetle, I'm just going to go see it, I think, because it's DC. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think... They actually just yeah. had the first trailer of it. They actually oh. just released the trailer. The trailer actually did not look oh, bad. Oh, okay, so we'll be watching that right after this, because I, <laughs> I didn't you see that. You haven't seen that yet, I'll show it to you. But, uh, but, I'm, but I'm interested in that. But, but, but what, it, it's really funny what DC is doing with their movies, because oddly enough, it's exactly what they did like in the comics they like they got to a point where they didn't know what else to do so they rebooted their whole universe you know they they constantly with crisis you know now keep in mind marvel has been rebooting has been rebooting their universe in the comics too but like marvel didn't do their first like reboot till like i don't know the late 90s whereas i think dc has done quite did quite a few reboots before then. It's just like well they did their they just like, I mean, they, well they did the major just, crisis. Forget everything. We'll just start all the characters all over again, and maybe we'll get it right this time. Well, I mean they did the they did crisis and in, in front of Earths in the mid eighties, mm-hmm. um, but their history goes back further than Marvel's does for most of their characters. Yeah, but it's, so they they are a lot older. By they are yeah years. they know they are a lot older, but they but it's like all the different like all the different Supermans are on different Earths. Well, that was the whole and all of, all, the, all of those parallel Earths represent like a time frame that DC was making comics. They're like, okay, this is yeah, you had a golden age, you know. This is era. this was the golden, you know, like <laughs> these guys were here, and then we made started doing these comics and telling these stories. We can do. Let's just start all over again, and we'll just make that a new Earth. They've done that quite a few times, whereas with Marvel. Marvel's Golden Age stuff takes place in the same uh, Marvel comic reality that lasted from till the late nineties. Like that, that was all one continuity. Yeah, but you're talking a ten year difference. You're not talking like a thirty year difference of when DC did it and Marvel did it. Like Marvel know. did it in the nineties, DC did it in the eighties. That's not a huge difference, and for the for the point that the yeah, fact that no. DC started their characters much earlier yeah, than Marvel did. No, but I think DC's done it more times. They've probably done reboots, but also I don't think you've kept up with what Marvel's done also in the last twenty yeah, years. I'm sure, they, I'm sure the stuff that they've done would have is going to piss me off too, because they they, they <laughs> you know they they're at the point now where they, you know, it's like they, nobody's creating anything new. They're just saying, all right, let's wipe the slate clean and start with start over again with the same exact characters. I mean, you go into a comic book store today. I think 75, at least 75% of all the superheroes that you see are 40 years old or older. For the majority of them. Yeah, because yeah. Cause nobody, well, you, nobody, nobody, knows how to, nobody knows how to create anything new I think that's it's, actually going to last. I think it's hard creating a new character. Well, that's why you have so many independent yeah. creators trying to do their own books. You and know? a lot of them don't go anywhere. I mean, they get made, but it's they don't hit really mainstream. And I think that's hard to crack a new character, whether it be a, a hero or a villain, in either DC or Marvel. Um, yeah. Because fans are so attached to the characters that they grew up with to come up with someone new and have them stick. And it's a shame, too, because if you look at like what Marvel did in the 60s and 70s, both companies introduced so many characters and villains and no. so many of them stayed right and they're still around know, still around in comics today 
you know, being pulled into movies left and right. You know, it's 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 it was an it was an, an amazing creative period. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it I don't know that it would ever be replicated except maybe a hundred years from now when they when comics completely disappears maybe and then it resurges again. Well, I think what's hard because with a brand new because movie. you have so many different heroes and villains, creating anything now, creating something new that doesn't mimic or somehow come close yeah, to imitate pale imitation right you know to to a character that already exists with all the different powers that these um, people have or gadgets that they use it it's there it's going to be compared to someone that already exists yeah and that's probably one of the reasons why we haven't seen much um, creativity probably in the last 10 or 15 years that's a, and that's a shame I, like I don't know how people get into comics these days and they certainly can't afford to buy all the old ones. <laughs> No. Well, that's why they have digital comics and they could right. they're reading it that way instead, which is a whole other discussion. Anyhow, so we, um, di- we digress. But the, so David Sandberg did this uh, second sequel again. Uh, he did the first one. I personally, as a recap to the first Shazam myth film, I really enjoyed it. I always said to me, it's like a superhero version of Big, um, yeah. the Tom Hanks film. Like it's just um, a kid who gets superhero powers and transforms himself into a superhero mm-hmm. with the still, still with a kid mentality left behind you know and i and i think the the billy batson shazam role in this was slightly different because i feel like we didn't get enough of um um asher i think is the that's who plays billy batson he didn't get enough screen time he had a lot more screen time in the first film and he was oh yeah he was not he was not featured enough in this film in my opinion um a couple of Moments that tugged at the heartstrings that he was a part of, but he should have been in this film a lot more. Whereas we got a lot more of Zachary Levi as Shazam, which I don't mind. Like I like Zachary yeah, Levi, and but there. At the like, end of the day, you probably want more of of the hero, and it, and it just so happens that this is one of the few scenarios where the you know the hero and the person are played by two different character actors. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, in Spider-Man, you know, Tobey Maguire well, it's, is it's, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Right, you know, you know? or Tom Holland, you know, they're, they're, Whoever they're both they playing the right. same every, character. Almost every, um, very, this is, the even, um, you know, even Hulk, you know, right. Hulk is still, what's this, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Like, either way. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I get that, too. It's just, they, they did a such, they did a better job yeah. balancing the two actors in the role in the first film yeah and i feel like they they didn't do that as much it was um a lot more heavily focused on zachary levi well that might have been a that might have been something that they you know might have like registered on like in a poll or complaint like like you know it's a shazam movie and there's not enough shazam possibly that could be um but you you know this film definitely shows more of shazam worrying about the the family kind of everyone kind of like growing up and doing their own thing and separating yeah. and and he's trying to to keep everyone together and and doing everyone keeping everyone around doing all the yeah. same stuff doing everybody keeping everybody together <clears throat> doing their superhero thing together having like their meetings he's, he's right he, he's almost deemed like a little bit of a like a an overbearing pain in the butt um oh, but probably it, by the by, by his the rest of the family yeah, by yeah everybody else like, yeah, come on, like, lighten up, you know let me but, i just think it's a, he's just you know, as a kid, like you, you don't want to grow up, and like he's at that stage where he, 
he's transitioning to that next age level, you know, mentally, you know, going from like 17, 18 years old and jumping into young adulthood. And uh, plus, plus all these kids are fragile in the sense that, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're not true siblings. They're all foster kids or, or adopted right. kids, you know, and, that, you know, that created their own family that, from, that became a family. None of them were are blood related. And, and it's mm-hmm. a whole group of them. And they're all living in, you know, the parents' house, who none of none of which are, are their biological parents. Right. So it's it's um it's a very like I don't know I want to say like like fragile mindset like you know they but at any a, point you feel they could lose everything. But you know what? But see, the one thing I'll, I'll I'll disagree with on is that in the first film they they I don't want to say solve that problem, but you saw them become that integrated family. Yeah, you know, like by the end of the film, everybody was they were all together and this was their blended family right right, right and right. it's like in this film and the start of it it's like it's it's back to worrying again about yeah. everyone's doing their own thing and and that they're they're not this this family that's tightly knit together and i don't know like i feel like that you're going backwards and i, I think they just they needed to have that like that tension and well, the conflict and yeah to, no and i and in I, order to, to, to bring that element absolutely. into the film whether it you know whether it makes sense or not I, I i get that i just i think that they could have maybe been a little more creative in how they went about that well that's um, that's always that's always my um, one complaint and one big difference that well they uh, need to be more creative instead of going with the easy answers or the nonsensical answers that well it looks good i think it yeah, was just to make sense but it looks good i think it was path of least resistance just it, it well it yeah could have had a little more thought to it um, and that's where the writing comes in. One nice treat that we got is, um, what's her name? Grace. The the character that plays uh, Mary Marvel. So in this film, the Mary one, Marvel as a kid. Well, the one difference in this film is that Mary Marvel, it's the same actress that portrays the human oh, version and the superhero version. I thought she's they, the one character. I they really looked similar. I was like, wow. So they recast it. So in the first film, it wasn't like that. In the first film, Mary, um, oh God, I think it's Grace. I can't remember. So she played the younger version, and then there was another actress that played the older superhero version of Mary. Okay. But in this, Mary is both herself and Mary Marvel. Okay, so that's a relief because I think like. The, the superhero Mary Marvel is ridiculously hot. And then, like, you know, like, but, like, everybody, like, like even, you know, all the, the the female superheroes are hot. But then, you know, when they turn back to kids, they're kids and whatever. But I'm sitting there going, like, wow, when Mary Marvel turns back to a kid, she's still kind of hot. In the comics, they And she shouldn't be. But, like, and now it makes sense that it's the same, it's the same girl. But isn't, like, Mary Marvel and Shazam, like, Captain Marvel, like, don't they get together? Like, aren't they, like... An item in the comics. Oh, um, and the only reason why I bring that up is because I, I felt know. like why, like there was there was a very small hint at one point of like Billy and Mary, or possibly liking one another, but it, it, they didn't really play on that too much, and I almost wish that they did push that a little bit more. But the love story of this movie was really Freddie. And Athea. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's really, it's really Athea. hard. To, I, I really don't know because, because keep in mind, the original Captain Marvel in the comics was not a DC character. It was, no, it was Fawcett. It was Fawcett. Right. And it's from the 40s. 
you know, so we weren't reading them anyway. And even if, you know, anybody going back in reprints is chance, you know, more likely to go back to DC reprints. And Right, but the stories themselves are going to be... I mean, it's... But they are denoted, like, as the Marvel family. There was, like, yes. you know... At one point, they had their own book. Yeah, there's more than one... Granted, I think there's more Marvels in this... More Marvels in the movie. But there's, like, you know, there's, there's, like, well, I think there's the, like, a Grandpa Marvel and... Well, and the, Mary, and the, I mean, there's a Captain Marvel Jr., Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel. There's at least four. But I think Captain Marvel Marvels. Junior is like Freddy. It could be. I think I, I'm pretty sure it's Freddy. Or at least in like in the comics now. Yeah, it's Freddy. Yeah. So exactly <clears throat> what their true dynamic is in their inception. Well, this in is the more 40s and 50s. That I don't. But know. these films were these two films were more based on the new 52 versions of Shazam when they rebooted right that okay. with Jeff Johns uh, back in the day. Um, when they did New 52. Um, but this, the film, uh, you know, the, the romantic interest in this is really Freddie Freeman and this new girl that's moved into town who plays Anthea. And yeah. uh, this is, her name's uh, Rachel Zegler. Um, From, yeah, Zeg Ziegler. Zegler's, yeah. So, and uh, her big break was just in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. As Maria. As Maria. And yeah. she was really now, good Now, you at saw that. the movie because I did not uh, see well, I thought Spielberg's West Side Story was fantastic. And I'm a big fan of the original. Right. It's not one of my personal favorite movies, um, but it's it's an absolute. The original West Side Story, Robert Wise, and I think Jerome Robbins directed, though dual directors. I mean, that's a massive Oscar-winning film. Great, great musical. Extremely popular. Yeah. Um, classic in every sense. Um, there are some musicals that I like better. But um, that one, Best Picture of the Year, back in, I want to say, 19... I want to say 1960, 19, early 60s, probably 1960. Mm. I think it was 1960. Now, what's that story? Spielberg's What's That Story was also nominated. Yes. And I was really... Best Picture. I, I'll be honest with you. I was hoping... I, I gave... Spielberg's West Side Story, four stars. I thought that was a fantastic film. The the sound and the music in that movie is pristine. I've never I've never heard music and sound in a film so perfect. It and it, it was it like it enhanced the film. A um, couple of the casting choices uh, a little hazy with, but <laughs> but I I still gave that movie four stars, and I was rooting for that movie to win Best Picture of the Year and Best Director. Because well, I'm was, a big Spielberg fan, and I thought he did a great job. Well, that was her first introduction to, to Rachel that I can remember. I'm not yeah. sure. Of, I, I'm sure she's done other... Um, and she was, and she was good in that. And I, I heard great things about yeah. her as Maria. Um, so to see her in this, and I thought she was uh, I thought she was adorable in this movie. I thought she was really cute. She was great. She, she plays this younger sister to both Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, yeah. who are, all three of them are gods right so so this i always this is what i found interest well big one big problem i had with anthea okay so so well first thing okay so all three of these gods are the daughter of the daughters of atlas correct so <clears throat> like one's white one's asian and one's spanish so that means atlas was a player on multiple continents <laughs> 
because they obviously not all the same same mother you know it's like you know that's just the way it goes but i'm like i, I found that interesting i'm like okay they're all sisters well, but i you, guess they're going to be all different mothers but if you notice they're all different ages so i'm sure atlas was like well yep done with you done with you On time to, to get a, time to get a fresh piece down in asia <laughs> and then you know a couple decades later he hits out hit up he hits up south america so atlas you know you know the, i guess you know the, the rationale is like you know atlas you know he's always got the world on his shoulder but eventually, you know, he turns the globe and says, all right, let's go see what's on this side of the world. Let's go see what's on that side of the world. So, okay, so, so my problem with Anthea is that I really thought how they introduced her character made absolutely no sense. A little too convenient? I, I, it made no sense. So, like... Like, my, my only what thought, is, he came down to Earth, and they, there's a, like, he's trying to find the Marvels, right? That's what she's trying to do. Right. So she enrolled in a school. No. So if I don't know if you miss this. And we saw this movie twice, by the way. We saw it together, and then we saw it with my kids. She's got my class. Kids she's got and, uh, she's my, going to class. She's got classes. She's, she didn't, like, Well, no, he, break no here's in. the thing. There is, a, there is a line that I believe Anthea says to Freddie. Um, something about eventually they I think it was something like they it's like they not like that they trace but it's almost like they honed in on like their energy their collective energy mm -hmm. and like you know almost like it was like a signal that was being sent out and it was like in that area so that's and they like it was something like there was a champ like they knew there was a champion so they basically were around they enrolled them they, like she enrolled herself at that school or like went to that school thinking that okay. listen, it's all convenient yes, okay it's, it's not i'm not selling you I'll, it's a sound yeah. story i'll be honest sound, with you it's, it's, it's a sound theory it's mostly it's it's incredibly nonsensically inconvenient because it's like like she's like it's like this is their grand plan like okay so the like the old the three sisters get together and says okay look you look young we're gonna put you on earth you know Listen, it there's was literally, it was one line in the Marvel, whole thing. That and I, I, can do that. I honestly don't remember that line yeah, at all. Was, so I got to watch this one, idiotic movie a third time. <laughs> there was, Just I'm pretty sure there was one line to this that, that basically tried to like wrap it all up as but to it's why like, she was there. Like, okay, yeah. like, so, she, you know, she's like, all right, I'm going to like, you know, like. Oh, no, wait a if minute. If they wanted to bring the Marvels no. out, the three girls attack the city and the Marvels come and defend the city. The end. You know what I mean? That that's how you get the superheroes out. You you know start to destroy things. You don't like enroll in a school and start looking around and asking questions. And lo and behold, like just happen to get no, you know a what, relationship. Or, you, wait, wait, wait. With, you know what? You know what? It may the have, one guy who is a Captain Marvel. No, but you know what it may have been. It may have been um, the whole thing when Freddie brings Shazam in at the end of the first film and it happens in school and it's like known and it's like recorded right right so no well, but it, you know what it might have been it might have been that that she okay like so she knows like, that he has that he's a friend there's a guy in this school that knows Shazam so we're gonna uh, you know what, gonna, it might we're it gonna play that. that angle yeah it and, may have been and, that and ultimately I, I think they just like the whole concept of having the girl in the school and then it being yeah. the turnaround that Oh, she's one of the sisters, one of the the sisters of, of daughters <laughs> of Atlas, and it like, it's like one of those things where they're like, you know, what, that, that's going to be cool, and you know, some of the people in the room are going, 
but that's stupid. And I just look, don't worry about it. Just make it work. All right. And they, they did it. And, and that's what it was. I, I mean, listen, overall, I, I think they just I should have attacked the, the city and the Shazam, the Shazam's come out and defend like that. Like, well, you know what? The, the bridge, the bridge scene was really cool in the beginning when like all the Marvels um, helped. Yeah. Try to like save the people on the bridge. And like, not for nothing. Like if I was on that bridge, I would have been like, thank you for saving me. But you know, the bridge hasn't fallen yet, and everybody's been saved. Could you, you know, get my car before it hits <laughs> hits the ocean or you know the bay? Like you know, like I don't like, like I don't want to lose my car. Like, <laughs> like save the cars too. Save the cars. They couldn't move that fast. <laughs> they were doing all that. Thing. Oh, one of my favorites in this film is still Darla. That was the the black girl, right? She, she's the one in the purple, yeah. So yeah. she, uh, the older actress is Megan Good. She's great. And then I forget who the younger girl is, but uh, both in the first film and in this one, she is one of my favorite characters. She's really funny. She is. She's so funny, and she's just like she's overly quirky, like overly like happy. almost like happy and almost yeah. like a childlike. Because she's, I think, she is the youngest of all yes. the siblings. So like, like, again, it's like their younger personalities play out with the older yeah. character. Like, yes, they look older, but it's still the mentality of the child. Yeah, and and, 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 I, and I think they pull that off pretty well with quite a few of them. Yeah, um, I think so. I, and I, I think I, the one that actually I think is, hers stands out the most because she's so like like like. Yeah, you know, it's like it's 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 oh, it, the, it oh, plays like, well. I, like when she finds like the cats. Yeah, she like rescues the cats. She, she saves, saves the cats and leaves the, leaves the people behind. Yeah, and then and so then great. finally saves the people. But eventually, you know, she went home with the cat. Sorry, yeah. the cat. It's my yeah. reward for being a superhero. Oh no, that was really cute. I'll tell you, like out of all of the the superheroes and their younger selves, the only one that really stands out to me as being odd is. Billy Batson and Shazam. Mm. I felt in this film that they were more mismatched than in the first film. Yeah, I almost feel like Shazam plays the role very immature and Billy Batson plays his role a little bit more mature. Yeah, it's like, like Zachary Levi like really leaned into the childish childish aspect. Of, of of the role and like of, and of his way when of thinking. in reality his alter ego is not that childish yeah like i think his billy i mean he is yeah like he's still 17 18 a really young adult but he's he doesn't i play i'll be honest with you i think he didn't play the role the same as levi did in re, like as as when he's walking around like normal right i almost feel like he almost plays it like a 12 year old he, yeah, it's like he plays it with a much younger mentality. Yeah, not like a seven-year-old, but like right. twelve, like yeah, like a twelve-year-old. And I and I get the, the just theme, before puberty, you know. And I get the theme of it is that like he doesn't want to grow up; he wants to be a kid. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like there's there's a lot of that that's probably put into the, put the, that Levi was putting into that. But well, I, yeah, well, I like that he like like he considers himself a kid, so he goes to see the child psychologist. Oh, that was great. That was great. And that's that's no, like, he was a pediatrician. Like, I think he was I don't even think he was a child psychologist. He was a pediatrician. He's a pediatrician because at the end of the day, when you're a kid, you know, you're being taken to the pediatrician for just yeah. about everything. Oh, Easter egg in that scene is uh the Annabelle doll. 
is in that room at the table. Oh, really? The Annabelle doll is sitting at the table because David Sandberg directed Oh, Annabelle. that's hysterical. That I didn't yeah. know. And I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's actually like that, that part was really cool. That's actually pretty funny. Um, but, it, you know, it, that was like the one thing acting wise that I, I was, it was a little disjointed because I, like you could tell that they were, it was like two separate performances yeah. where I felt like most of the other characters, they, they synced up really well with their counterparts. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree um, you know, and, and then we get back, um, how do you say the wizard's name? Hansu, right? Dijman? Oh, Dijman? Dijman? Dijman Dijman Hansu, right? Might be closer to Dijon. Um, it, it could be. Uh, I, I love him. I think he is fantastic. Ever since I saw him in Gladiator, I've always, always liked him. Oh, yeah. And, and, he, and he plays this role with with definitely like a certain type of comedic flair because he's like... Oh, my God. The, the Wonder Woman uh, dream. The the dream the dream where Billy's as Shazam he's sitting down with having Wonder Woman and you don't see her face you see like this like glances of her you mm-hmm. see the back of her head and then she turns around and Billy's talking to Shazam's talking to her and then all of a sudden it turns into the wizard yeah in Wonder Woman which costume, is disturbing which was great I laughed when I saw that that I thought was funny I liked uh, his banter mm-hmm. in the cell with like, Freddy yeah like yeah. like it was it, it it was it was pretty funny I'll t- I mean it was funny because to me. Freddie gets such a um, kind of like a little bit more of a boost in this film. He had a decent sized role in the last one, yeah. but I almost feel like he takes a little bit more. There are parts of this film where I feel like Freddie really takes center stage, um, and and especially when he is the one that's with the wizard, he's one of the um, he's one of the few that that has his powers taken away. Mm-hmm. From right. him, oh right, right. With the with the staff, once the staff was uh, reforged, um, so I, I it was I thought that was just an interesting way of kind of like progressing his story because yeah, I feel like he goes through a nice little arc, uh, character arc, and becoming more brave even though he doesn't have his abilities. One thing <clears throat> I found familiar, like similar in this movie as compared to like the first Shazam movie, is that it was a a little bit more like violent than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I remember the first one having some scenes of violence that were like, ooh, like, wow. Well, when they had the seven deadly sins, yeah. Um, basically kill all those people in the boardroom. Yeah. Like, like that, that was, was like. And he throws the one guy out the window. Yeah. That was a little intense. And yeah. then, so in this movie, I felt like the scene where they have the. Um, well, the, in the beginning, where. Oh, the opening Basically, scene? all the people in the, in the frickin' museum are. They're killed. Yeah, turn to statues. Like they're killed. Like yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, and kids and stuff, you know, because, you know, it's a museum. It was, it was tourists. Yeah. Those were old tourists. Yeah. And then you have like the one teacher that you kind of like freaking walk off the building and oh, hit the, I forgot about that. Hit the ground. It's his, It's like the teacher that like protects Freddie. Yeah. And he just happens to go and up there like, and be like, what's going it's on? Like, ooh, that's a little, that's, and a, then Lucy that's, a, Lu- that's a little brutal. I mean, Lucy Lou is like, she was devious in this. Yeah, she, she was, was cruel. Nasty. And then I think, and then later on, when all the monsters are hatching all over the place, I think there's you know a lot of people getting. That was uh, Calypso, right? She played Calypso. Yeah, there we go. And then Helen Marin played. Well, yeah, uh, Lucy Liu plays Escarot. Calypso with a K. Yeah, that's how we saw it in the in, in on IMDb.com. Yep. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I think the Calypso and the Wonder Woman in the comics is going to see. And then you got Helen Mirren. 
plays uh, Hespera. Hespera. And Weisling playing Anthea. What's her name? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel plays, yeah, Anthea. Anthea. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so just going down like, you know, the chick meter, Helen Mirren, I don't care, always <laughs> hot. I don't care how old she gets. You know, for oh, those of God. you that don't know, Helen Mirren, I think, has has the record for appearing nude in film for the most consecutive decades in a row, like six decades. She's been nude in a film from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I'm not going to ask how you know that. Zeros and tens. Because it's known. Like, it's just known. Like, I mean, and, and she looks good in all of them. I don't care. <laughs> Helen Mirren is like one of those ageless She's, beauties. She is ageless. I, yeah. I love Helen Mirren. I was so happy that she did a superhero And film. she's a great actress. Well, I thought she actually was yeah. fun in this role. Yeah, you know, she's she she brings, you know, uh, that's one of the things well, that, she I, beats, that I like she beats about Zachary Levi up. I think that's great. Well, and he's just saying, like, she's knocking him around, which I thought was great. Well, this this is one of the things where, like, you know, the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and the DC Cinematic Universe movies have gotten enough, like, I don't know, respect in the sense that, you know, they can they're they're pulling almost anybody they want into these roles that you know not that they're going to be in like franchise but the, but they're you right. know it's a one and done the villain in this movie the villain yeah. in that movie you know they you know they get they get some big names yeah. you know names that people that normally would not be associated in this type of film because you you wouldn't see them as Just like the lead genre. you know but like but they're they're the villain in this movie you know Helen Mirren that's a big name. She's the villain in this movie. You know, Lucy Liu, she's a big name but I think, too. But I think Lucy Liu played more of the villain than Hesper. Oh, yeah. She was definitely more She was definitely more evil. Lucy Liu she was is definitely more devious really than, this, like, than, than Helen Mirren. Like, I mean, Helen Mirren, like, at first is, like, the two sisters are together, and, and then and then Helen Mirren kind of, like, and, like, and Thea basically gets Hespera to kind of almost, like, agree, like, you were just looking to rebuild your world, mm -hmm. like your, um, it's not dimension, like, but where, wherever like they, their wherever realm, they, wherever their, they reside. That, that realm, right? Compared to what Lucy Liu was like, was like, screw these people, let's take over their planet, let's enter their world. Yeah, I mean, Helen Mirren basically wants, she wants retribution for how they've been treated. Whereas, right, Lucy, they were locked Lucy away. Liu is more like, vengeance and more yeah she wants to just stick it to you know, she you know, yeah she, like yeah. he just wants to like you know she wants she doesn't mind breaking everything apart and the other girl anthea like she's she just, she's just a little odd you know they say like oh she's six thousand years old but she still looks like a kid but she but what she wants to do she is, still has like she almost still has like the men like she 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 approaches younger. Yeah, yeah younger but I, but I think that you know her whole theory behind everything is that she they she was just under the impression that they were looking to get the seed yeah. to grow the tree in their realm which to is, basically bring their realm back to right. life which is not not for nothing that's what they should have done anyway like that like it, that's what they ended up doing yeah you know that, that's what they that's what they were supposed to be doing right but that's not what lucy Lou's lucy Lou's she changed the plan yeah right and she's like let's do it here which i don't know if that made any sense but at the end of the day you got to have them you know what's you know we got to invade have conflict. i kind i kind of dug the um the creatures the force field Oh, that Helen Mirren. However, yeah, but mix. you know what though, yeah. the force field was a little weird though because when they were, I don't know, I felt like 
when it every when it was expanding when yeah. they, when they were making it it was always solid and people couldn't well, people it, couldn't get through it, yes. but then you know like when they shrunk it down i felt like people were passing through it yeah like it should have like it should have pushed everyone out pushed everyone either in or out yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a little weird and, and no I, I agree like the, the say you know silly was saying physics of it but yeah like it it's almost like the rules changed but i guess because it's helen mirren who's casting it like you know she could, make, she could probably manipulate it yeah. to do what she wanted yeah. yeah and it's like it's not going to be solid until it reaches this size because right, yeah. at the end of the day if, it, if everything was passing through it then it really wasn't a force like field and, <laughs> yeah. and then they had like um the one thing that was cool is all the different creatures that like came up Right, like you had like a. a it was all a, you had cyclops. All creatures from mythology. You know? Yes, cyclops. You know, sphinx. Right, chimeras and and probably manticores and griffins and unicorns. Yes. Yep. I mean, the unicorn thing was funny. Yeah. So, like, that was interesting. Like, the unicorns are like the most feared creature of them all. Right. And of course, like Darla. Oh well, you got to bring up Skittles. Yeah. So. Just like you know, someone paid a lot of money. Baskin's paid a lot of money for the oh, Ant Man movie. <laughs> the Skittles people paid a lot of money, and, they, and you know, and and now it seems like there's like there's almost a formula to it. You know, they got they got to have three mentions: one in the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end, so you don't forget. You know, we're gonna mention it in the beginning, but you're gonna forget, so we got to mention it again in the middle. But you know what? Why not? Why stop there? Let's do it at the end. And and this movie has three. Mentions beginning, <laughs> middle, and end. You so know, you're gonna have to go with that theory into the next movie and, and see I, and if I, they do and, and, and I almost missed because the first one I almost missed because like I well, it's just in passing because it's yeah, about, they just like they stained her laundry. It's yeah, they close. talk about they just talk about them and then you you know and you just don't and then you forget about it. But then all of a sudden it's it's you know it pops up again in the middle with like the whole. I think it was like a whole jar. There was a whole jar of Skittles somewhere. Yeah, well, she was looking to bring... She was giving... Darla was going to give Hespera, because they had her in a cell. She was going to give yes. her all the yellow yes, Skittles, because right, right. those are the ones that she doesn't like. Right. So she's like, nobody likes these, but I'm going to give them to you. And right. then when she goes back to the cell, Hespera is gone. Right. And then the finale is that, you know, we're going to use the Skittles as a substitute for ambrosia ambrosia yeah to bribe the unicorns and it's like you know it's a whole it's like you know she throws up all the skin and she's like <laughs> taste the, the rainbow. rainbow the fact and, that they she said the catchphrase oh my god you know it's just like it's like come on i mean you know it's just so they paid it's a lot just, of money it's just that. so shameless it's so in your face it's shameless it makes Listen, no sense nothing and and you don't care Nothing like, will be as subtle as Reese's Pieces. No. Nothing will be no. as subtle as that. No, no, yeah, you know. But. Um, it's like, come on. It's like, it, it's just, it's just. You didn't want to go and get Skittles after the movie? No, I wanted. I did. Uh, it was, it's, it's <clears throat> you know, and, and I'm not a big fan of, and I'm speechless. I'm not a big fan of product placement, but it's like. It it's just, part of film it and just, TV. but it, but it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It keeps getting more invasive. Because money talks. It's, it's like how much they're gonna listen. They're, if they're gonna donate, you know, twenty million dollars to your movie, yeah, you know, or whatever the amount of money is that they're gonna give you, 
You better give me a damn good product but, placement. But this, film. but this is what it is. There's the pendulum. There's always the pendulum between art and product, and the pendulum just keeps swinging more and more towards. Product. And what ends up happening eventually? And less from art. Well, eventually it's going to go it around. Swings around the other way. Eventually, cinema is going to be broken. <laughs> you know, and people are just going to be like, movies suck, and that's it. I don't think it's, it's going to ever. Be, I don't think it's going to be that. And then at, at some point. There's going to be a, a another golden age of cinema where artistry has the reins, where there's no, you know, confines of what you know. You know, well, you can't tell that. You can't do that. Well, you know, I know you want to make a movie with with cavemen, but you know, we have to have cavemen from every continent. Well, it wouldn't work that way. They should all be the same race. I don't care what continent you put them on. They need to be all be the same race. They either need to be all black. They either be they either need to be all black cavemen or all Asian cavemen or all white cavemen. They can't be black, Asian, white, Mexican. So Spanish. could it be? What's it, Arthur? What's the what's it when all what's it when the when all the continents were together? Pangea. The Pangea. So what if it's pan? What if it's cavemen from Pangea? Then they were all the same then. And then they didn't. They Not didn't. True. They didn't. They Not didn't. True. They that's, didn't that's start. Pangaea was very big. That's, yeah, that's, sure. That's a very big area. They could have a lot of people you know, still migrate. They, they just got to be able to say, people "Look, forget about all this product placement shit. We want to make a movie with with people and and tell a story." And whatever's going to happen naturally is going to be there, and let's not like fit as many things. And you know, listen, a lot of that stuff depends too on who's directing the film because the directors have pull. You're not going to pull on something like Scorsese wouldn't have done something like this. Well, this is the thing you got to realize. Okay, the, the, the new breed of directors probably haven't. They don't have they, the clout. They, they weren't brought up on the films that didn't do that. I don't. They I, were, I completely disagree they with were that brought statement. Up, they were brought up on films. And to me, it has nothing to do with the fact on what they were brought up on. It has how much power do they have with the studio? Oh, they have no power with the studio. Some of the younger ones, yes, but some of the older ones. Well, the old ones there. who can write their yeah. own ticket, yeah, and that's what they, I mean. They like, can do whatever they'll, they want. They'll do what they. They'll, they'll they, still be able to do whatever. But they're they a dying breed. There, there's, there's a whole new. Most of there is a new generation. There's a new generation of of movie makers that are going to be under the thumb. Right, that's exactly. They're under the thumb of the people until they get big enough that they can start cashing their own checks. And at some point, that will happen. Some, but they may not care at that point because they may have gotten to the point where they don't even know what they they themselves don't even know what the alternative is. Because and nothing, they just may be turned into like, well, this is what a this is what a director does. And most of those, most of those okay. direct, most of the people that are looking to become directors know film and know cinema well. Not just the stuff that's been around for the last twenty years. The stuff that's been around much longer than that. I would hope so. So I would really think would that you so. would see once they got big enough that they get to call their own shots. So I don't know. I would hold off on that. Yeah, but all they need to do is start saying, you know what, black and white is an option. We can start making films in black and white. Once you do that, you can do so many other things. You know, not every everything doesn't have to be in black and white. It's just about you know, You're, like you know, we, I'm going to make this movie. Should it be? In, will it be better in black and white or color? And for all the movies that can be made. Some of them would be better in black and white. Some of them would be in color. Amazing you don't talk about Sin City more often because it was but, a comic book movie but, but, that was yeah, black and white. But today, it's almost like they don't even look at that. They just say, well, it's, we're making it color because no one's going to go see it in black and white. Well, would, it would be a better movie. No, I, don't care. I don't care if it's a better movie. We're not going to make any money. We're making it in color. Right. 
And not for nothing, a lot of the people that have made black and white, in the few times that people have made black and white movies over the past 20 years, those were pretty good movies. Mm-hmm. But not for nothing. But again, those are probably usually directors that yeah. have, again, studied film, no cinema, no art, and, and they were able to convince mind, the studio to let them do it. Yeah, the, the thing that they probably do to sell it is that they say, like, you know, well, we're not going to make an old black and white. We'll put a little color in there. So there's a lot of movies that possibly too, but it could also be them selling it as like it, like it's going to be reminiscent of this film, you know, right. from well, decades and, in well, the past. The other aspect of it is is that people are like people are willing to do black and white because they know they can experiment a little bit with color. But to me, that's a little bit of a cheat because it's 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 not recognizing the fact that a movie made entirely in black and white can be fantastic yes. you know what i mean it's like it's not a limitation you know i i've i've always i've always quoted uh one of my one of the favorite things i've ever uh, G. ebert where he says you in one of his books he says you 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 cannot know and understand and appreciate the history of film until you realize that black and white gives you more not less and it is so true and so many people can sit and say that's asinine. I'm like, well, you don't get it. You, you don't get it. You know, there's this. Oh, there's so much you can do. That's why I'm still looking forward to seeing uh, the the Justice League movie in black and white. I haven't watched it Justice yet. Justice is gray. Yeah, I, I want that. I that I want to see. But anyhow, so what were we saying? Well, um, we were basically getting like towards towards the end. Kind of with... towards the end. Oh, did I mention that Mary Marvel is really hot? Yeah, just, you've said you've said that already. Got to say it again. Totally, totally hot. <laughs> You're gonna get censored. <laughs> I'm gonna get censored. I don't care. She's hot. She's over eighteen. She's hot. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I the th- um, we didn't talk about the parents at all. No, the parents were the the parents were great. Like in the in parents the first, was fun in the first film. I like them. And in this film too, it was like they. It's, it's like the they're big, kind it's of the big guy from from, from Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. I forget. The, the you know, it's like they're they're starting to. There's parts where they're like they're starting to like figure stuff out, but they're not entirely sure. And then in this movie, the kids actually let them know because they're they get in trouble. Like they're yeah. they're 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 in trouble. They know something bad's coming their way. And this is when the dragon's coming out. And then um, they basically tell the parents that they're the what do they call them? They're, what did they what did they what, oh, they, what was my their nickname? God, they had a name. Something seven. The Phil. The Philly seven. Was it the Philadelphia Seven? I thought it was something more insulting. Yes. No, I think you're right. I think it was. It was. It was something like that. But it, so, and like the dad was like, "You're them," and uh, and that was kind of funny. And then I'll tell you, the the mom though has one of the the best um, scenes where she wants to see Billy. She doesn't want to see Shazam. Mm. She oh, okay. wants to see Billy. She mm-hmm. says, "I want to see my son." Um, and that is, that, I'll tell you, man, that's a tear jerking moment because like she pleads her heart out to him and he thinks that he's going to be kicked out once he turns 18. Yeah. And she tells him like, you'll always have a home here. Like, this is your home. We are your family. Um, I'll tell you, and that's like a, that's like a tough moment to just sit there and take in for mm-hmm. someone like him who his mom did give up on him and, and gave him away. And this is like his first real sense of family. And again, I go back to the first film because I felt like at the ending of the first film, you get to that point. Like Billy accepts these people as his family. Yeah. 
Uh, and I feel like that was a little disjointed in, in the beginning of this film, how it transitioned. But at least we start to see like this moment like solidifies that these people are now his parents, you know, not mm -hmm. just his wars or his his foster parents. But right. Like, these are his parents. Right. These are his parents that are going to help raise him and um, and with his brothers and sisters. And it was, I thought that was such a uh, a great and powerful moment in such a small scene in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt it was really important, and I feel like that really helped push Billy's story arc forward. And I think, unfortunately, we don't get enough of that. Yeah. I feel like we don't see that enough, and um, that, that to me, was an opportunity that was missed, is that we could have seen more of, of stuff like that with him. At the end um, of the day, is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? And did we miss anything that we really wanted to talk about? Well, as you get towards the, the final fight with... I felt like it was... With Lucy Liu with the dragon, right? Like, that was really, like, one of the big special effects sequences that they had. Yeah, and uh, in this, not in for stadium. nothing, the, the dragon should have completely destroyed their house when it, like, rose up. Like, their house should have been completely demolished. I think it should have, <laughs> not only that, like, surrounding houses. Because it seemed like it was a lot bigger than when it came yeah. out of the house. Yeah, now, I, I always found it funny that, um, like... The whole house is full of superheroes, and they're just like they're worried about money, like they're not getting paid for anything. They, like they get yeah, the kids are in school, they don't have jobs, but it's like they're like, oh my god, how are we gonna fix this house? I'm like, you're superheroes, man. You should be able to put that house back together in like a day because like you know you're super speed and you whatever, like you still need materials. I guess so. I mean, like this, <laughs> you know, like you still need two by fours and sheetrock. So like you know like. These guys, you know, should be going to conventions and signing their main, signing their names and making making bank. Like, like you know, like you, there's there's what, there's what, ways for superheroes to make money without secretly robbing banks. But that's what Shazam was doing in the first film. Remember, he was like taking photos with yeah. people, like doing tricks and like asking for money. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. You know, because they're like, you know, I mean, even if the, all the other superheroes look at this, like, what the hell are they doing? But all, you know, all the other superheroes were millionaires or billionaires or, you know, working for the government. You know, these guys are just hanging out at home, you know, superheroing after school. Well, the, you know, the final, the final conflict is that, you know, Shazam gets, he basically charges, he figures out what the rod is. Like the rod's almost like a battery, right? How it's like, it stores energy. And he basically oh, like this, unleashed this, it. This is the thing that at the end of the first movie he broke he over broke. his leg, yeah. and, and that's what released. And, but it was like he broke it over his leg and threw it away, which is like and he didn't. And he didn't collect it. He it was actually really because I remember in the movie when they're saying you know this thing was found you know in a garbage dump somewhere, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. how the hell and the did that happen? It was like at a fair. It was found at a county fair. Yeah, like how the hell yeah. did that happen? And then they that's like, oh, okay, because they because Shazam had it, broke it, and threw it in the garbage. Like, okay, now it makes sense. You know, because you hear about these things, it's like, oh, like you know, like these like ancient talismans of power, and you know, like you know, somebody behind somebody found it, you know, behind a park bench. Like, like no, that's not where it would be. It would be in in some cosmic prison somewhere. Yeah. You know. You know, it's like I like I always found I always found it interesting how like two soul gems in, in, in the Avengers movies like, you know, happen to show up on Earth. Like, you know, they're oh we have two of the soul gems. Really? Okay. Yeah, but what's uh but he you know, big thing here is that he sacrifices himself. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, 
Yeah, he yeah he does. He does. Yeah, he sacrifices himself to stop to, uh, Calypso. Yeah, and he technically dies. Mm-hmm. And then we get our they bury they go to bury him in their in the gods' realm, in their realm, in the daughters of Atlas's realm. Right. Right. And we get a great cameo. Yeah. We get the cameo that we we thought we were going to get at the restaurant, but we didn't. And we get it at the so end. So in the in the in the dream with Shazam and Wonder Woman, it's it's her actual body double in the real and like in the films. In her, the Wonder Woman. In films. the Wonder Woman films, like this is her body double. Her body double in the Wonder Woman films is playing the Wonder Woman in the restaurant. Correct. Oh, that's hysterical. Okay. And then how'd you find that out? Behind the scenes. Oh, that's hysterical. And then, okay. and then we get the real Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot in the end of the film as she comes in, and they play the Wonder Woman theme. And is this is this is going to be her last time on film? Apparently, she... she's supposed to be in the Flash with okay. a cameo, okay, with okay. another cameo. Okay, good. Um, and then, so she she arrives and helps, and there, you know, she's like, you know, the only way to to resurrect him would be with the power of a god, or like to charge. No, no, it's to charge the staff, right? Because the staff is out of energy. Because it basically released yeah. when he said Shazam. I so don't know. she's got the stick and she's like, you know, with the power of a god, you can do it. And yeah. like, there's like, I, you know, she's like, there are still some left. And she comes out. Yeah. And I don't know if any of that makes sense. Because if he's dead, he's dead. So they, I think they were just like, we want him back. We want him to come back to life in this but what scenario. Is, but the whole thing is about magic, right? Like, they're all, like, Shazam yeah. is magic. But, you know, like, Calypso's dead. Well, they're not. They're not attempting to bring her back. But like, I, I don't like to be like what you're saying is they could, if they wanted. They could to. if they wanted I to. Mean, like, like I don't know. Like, I don't think they, they should be able to have that option. Like, I think you know. I think well, because who you see is dead. Is you don't see Shazam dead. You see Billy dead. Yeah. Okay. All right. And which I think is, um, a little bit more emotional than she than it, seeing it, Shazam. It dead. plays for a cool scene. I just don't know that I. I, I think it was just all about the way to get Bonnie Woman in there. Yeah, I don't know that I buy it 100%. So I don't, she has I don't a, disbuy it. So she has 100% accept. I think Wonder Woman has just a great cameo, and then Billy tries to hit on her. As Shazam, he tries to hit on her, which was, I thought, a great little um, great little way to end their, their interaction together. Yeah, and yeah, I, mean, and I, I think the mother makes a joke about what's up with my, uh, what's up with my children being into older women? Older women, yeah, which yeah. Which is yeah. hysterical. Which I thought was great. But I mean, listen. Overall, it was okay. It was fun. It was fun. The, and then we get we get a little. Um, we get another Easter egg at the end with um, Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind, we see who's him like again. this little idiotic worm snail. He's like a worm, worm. Like, almost like a caterpillar, almost caterpillar. And it's like like an alien caterpillar. He's his cameo at the end of the first movie was really goofy. And his cameo at the end of this movie is really goofy. Like, yeah, he's it's with like Doctor Savannah again. You know, it's like he's like you know, it's like I'm you know, I'm, uh, you know, it takes me a long time to, to do get, things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like so he's like this. Like, I mean, and this is I mean, listen, this is probably the last time we're going to see these characters. Yeah, I don't like I, like I don't think they're making a no. Mister Mind Shazam no. movie, which I think was probably what was going to maybe be the third film. 
And we're never going to see them together with Black Adam. I mean, maybe that was the whole point of the Easter egg was just to just to pay respect because Mister Mind, to be is honest, a big, is, is a big villain, big for villain Shazam. for for Captain Marvel slash Shazam in the yeah. comic books. Um, I don't know that I know that much about him, but I know like that's like one of his absolute yeah, arch nemesis. But I think like him and Savannah and Black Adam. Like I think like the whole the whole goo. I mean, was the whole goofy homage to him meant to go nowhere just to pay respect i don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that like i don't like i don't know if they were planning like were they when they put it in the first movie and or when they put it in the second movie like is somebody saying that yeah you know we're building up to a mr mind movie or were they saying we're, we're totally not building up to a story we, you know we just want to throw it in there just for laughs i actually don't know i think that's a great question know. because i think ultimately I, I think what would have worked really well is if they actually were able to get shazam versus black adam and then you could have had a good Superman cameo in there. But yeah. unfortunately, I think um, Dwayne Johnson kind of like put the kibosh on that and, and didn't want anything to do with the Shazam movie. And he didn't want Shazam in his movie. Oh, he, did, he, he, was, didn't, he didn't want Shazam in his movie and he didn't want Black Adam to be in the Shazam movie. Yeah, it seemed like Dwayne Johnson pretty much had the power to like stop all that from happening, and I, I think that was a, a real that's shame. Kind of, that's kind of silly in a way, it, because like those like, characters are you should synonymous be, with one another. You should be embracing the opportunity to play this character instead of saying, "Okay, I'll play him, but we're going to do it by my rules." And my idiotic rules mean that we never we never see what we're supposed well, to see. I think, unfortunately, that's that's how it went. And that's you kind know, of, we, that's kind of silly in my. And opinion. it sucks because at the end of the Black Adam film, we get a great cameo with Henry Cavill, and it would have been really cool to see Henry Cavill in this film. Um, and I think they were trying to get a cameo with him in this movie, and I it I don't think it worked out. I don't know if if someone said no to that. I, I don't know who the powers that be were. This was all before James Gunn yeah. took over. These films were all completed before James Gunn came on the scene. So I don't know with the old Warner Brothers regime for uh, DC what what happened with that. But unfortunately, that was next. Well, so you know, we, we, I think I think there was a lot of missed opportunities with um, with crossovers with this. Unfortunately, see what what they should be doing is is like okay, so the like the current universe is on its way out. And they're gonna go with like the new year. They're gonna they're gonna re- they're gonna reboot. It's a reboot. Gonna, it's all, they, it's all reboot. They're gonna be yeah. recasting every single yep. character. So what you do is like ten or fifteen years from now, when you're starting to get tired of this reboot, you get all the original characters that have now aged, and you do Kingdom Come. I oh no, I agree with you. I think Kingdom Come is something that should be done with all these characters. Yeah, that would be amazing. I think with the the and, but you DC, do it you do it with this cast later because Kingdom I, I Come takes you, place in, yeah and with in, them being older takes place when they're you older. could do Kingdom Come five years from now with these or with these characters and be like you know what we're gonna do an Elseworlds story because James Gunn has said there will be Elseworlds movies. That are completely independent, like the Joker film. Right. Okay. Joker film is an Elseworlds movie, completely independent on its own. They can do a one-off Kingdom Come with um, basically, you know, this if you wanted to say the Snyderverse, with those yeah. characters. That would be... And it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. 
I agree. I w- I hope they do something like that in years to, in five years from now. I don't know if they ever will, but that would be great. I don't know if they'd ever be smart enough to do that. No, or they wouldn't have the, the balls or, or get someone you know smart enough to write it and do it right. Yeah, like I mean, would it be one movie or more than one? Can you do it in one? Can you? No, I think do it's it? too big of a story. Can that you? was four trade paperbacks. I don't think you can do that. I think you need to. do I think it. you do it like a part one, part two. I do. I agree. I yeah. think you make it two a two parter. You know, flush that. it out. Yeah. <sighs> that's so, okay. I that, think that that's how we're ending our Shazam that is, review. That is my prediction. It my is. prediction is that I have high hopes for the idiots at DC. And in, in the next 10 years, we're going to see a Kingdom Come movie, and they're going to prove prove my faith in them right. I would definitely cheers to that. I would cheers to that. So, I mean, I think that, guys, we're going to we're gonna end the Shazam review. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was all right. Um, nothing crazy. I would have liked to have seen. A, yeah. I would, I, I would have thought it would. I would have wished it was a little bit better than, than what it came out with. Um, I still enjoyed uh, good parts of that film. I really I did. I two and a half stars. Two and a half, two and a half stars, mm-hmm. you know, and which isn't bad. I still like the first one better. I really enjoyed the first one a lot, a lot more than this one. Lots of eye candy, no complaints there. <laughs> Tons of eye candy. Um, some really, some heartfelt moments towards the middle and, and end of this movie, but um, overall, the villains are a little more forgetful. So I think the special effects were good. Yes, no, I agree with that. I thought they did a good job. There. I thought the. I still think the transitions between the, 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 the when they say Shazam is great. I think that's. I thought a, the scene uh, with the, the pen. Oh yeah, that, that those that, were great that, too. Like would write down whatever you say mm-hmm. was a little was 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 a good had a good comedic. Yes, I thought that was funny when Helen Mirren's reading the letter and it's like literally verbatim what they were saying as it was writing. No, I did. I thought that was good. We forgot to mention that earlier. I thought that was funny. I think that pen had a name. I don't remember. It did. But it was was funny. No, that was pretty. That was fun. So, all right, guys. With that, we're going to head out. Yep. Uh, We've got another review hopefully coming up soon. And we will see you guys again after the movie. Yep. Have a good one.